This is the Grace Story Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Janine Lansing, who goes by many titles, mom, daughter, wife, friend, Bible teacher, author, speaker, fruit cultivator. She says that having many roles has brought many challenges, but feels called to help people face life's challenges and help them to overflow with joy. Janine, thanks for being on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. And thank you for speaking in chapel today. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit just about your chapel experience and, and what you shared with our students today. Oh, I had a blast. I had a blast connecting. So many um, came up to me like, we've been to the Go Encounter. We went out to LA. So it was fun to connect with them and um, to speak and just share my journey with lingering with Jesus, right? Staying longer than necessary with a reluctance to leave um, and how... Uh, quickly we want to just move through life, right? Yeah. And linger usually is a bad thing, right? Don't linger. Uh, you'll get a parking ticket or, you know, <laughs> right? And um, yet, yet we really need to linger. We need to abide. We need to remain um, because that's where fruit, fruit overflows. Right, right. And we linger with Jesus. Yeah, I was, I was really uh, caught by your um, teaching on that, that joy is cultivated. It's not just chosen, right? Yes. You can't just say, I want joy today. Um, you actually have to do some stuff um, that brings joy. And and one of those being lingering, which I don't linger anywhere ever. <laughs> uh, I'm on the go all the time. And so um, that was both convicting and encouraging. Yeah. You know, for me, um, choosing joy, I would try it and it would just then disappear. Right. And so when I was going through a really difficult time, I was like, why, if I'm choosing this, why is it disappearing? So I'm like, I'm with Jesus, what's going on? And it was really the the idea that it's not a choice, it's a result of our choices. And when I read John 15, where it says, remain in me and I remain in you, it's if we linger that the fruit comes and mm. joy being part of that fruit. Mm. Um, and so it's not a, I, I say often, if we want to be healthy, we don't choose to be healthy. Yeah. No, we really choose to eat a carrot rather than the cake, <laughs> or we choose to, you know, exercise rather than sit and watch our favorite, you know, binge watch our favorite show. Right. right? We're making choices that result in us being healthy, and same goes for joy. There are choices we make, lingering being one of them, um, that result in joy. That's awesome. Well, you mentioned Go Encounter Trip and Urban Hope Center. So previous connection to Grace and even some Grace students that you've uh, interacted with before. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun to uh, reconnect with some of those Go Encounter uh, students. Um, I first time I came to Grace was back in 2001, dating wow, myself here yeah. when my brother-in-law graduated, um, and then my husband um, was on the board of CE National, which is now Momentum Ministry Partners. And so um, when he was came, he was on for 10 years maybe, and so I tagged along with him often because I love this area. I love Grace. I didn't learn about Greece until after I had already uh, started at Azusa Pacific. Otherwise, I probably would have come. Um, I love the area. I love the people. I'll tell I my love... friend who's the president of Azusa Pacific. Oh, yeah. Like, I wonder your I mom mean, said they would. No. <laughs> I loved my time, and God put me there yeah. and, you know, uh, worked in my life there for, you know, it was a good good time at yeah. Azusa Pacific. But. So you uh, go encounters where our students go for, you know, yeah. a, week of a, a week at a time. And I think you've mainly had youth ministry students mm -hmm. out to the Urban Hope Center. So uh, just for uh, people to understand, kind of our students are required to do a trip like that. Yeah. And what do they do while they're out there with you and your family? And your husband is the director of the yes. Urban Hope Center there in L.A. Yes. So my um, husband's director of Urban Center Los Angeles. And um, the center is... Um, an evangelistic training center Yeah. Um, in that sense. Um, he spends time actually just teaching people, helping people, training people to 
start conversations and to initiate this uh, conversation where you can bridge to talking about Jesus. I think sometimes we get so nervous to mm-hmm. even have those conversations sometimes, and then they get to go out and they get to experience that, put it into practice so that when they go home, they're like, oh, I've done this before. I mm-hmm. can do it. It builds confidence. It builds um, all sorts of uh, desire, like, hey, that wasn't so hard, right? I think we think things are so hard until we try it and we're like, yeah oh, I can do that. And so it builds um, that in them. Um, The cool thing about Go Encounter is there's a little bit of fun uh, thrown in there with getting to tour Los Angeles and a couple teams have even got to go to Disneyland, that kind of thing, um, to have some fun while they're there. But they also get to have hands-on ministry opportunities and training. Um, And I think the teams actually maybe are only 50-50 youth ministry and and not. That's great. Um, So there are some youth ministry majors for sure, but there's some that are just choosing to come to L.A. and it's a fun time. That's amazing. And thank you for your engagement and your husband's engagement with our students and really giving them that um, cross-cultural experience and uh, the opportunity to, yeah, live out what Mm -hmm. the Word says to share and show the love of Jesus. It's interesting you say cross-cultural experience because it is very much in many ways, but they even go to, um, they even get to go to a mosque and observe um, their prayer time and get to interact and uh, learn a little bit more about Islam and then also where the differences are so that they can have those conversations. So it's just a a really neat, LA's got everything. Um, So it's a fun, fun time for them. Thank you. Um, So uh, Pacific, you mentioned your, your college years, take us back there a little bit. And one of the things you talked about in chapel was just even choosing a major, which, you know, uh, is often something that changes and changed mm-hmm. for you a couple of times. So talk, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your journey in trying to find what the Lord had called you to. Yeah. Um, I thought I would be in film. I loved in high school. I was part of the theater department and choir. And then when we did musicals, I got to be the stage manager and help the director. And that was my niche. I mean, I love, I love singing. I love music, but I found myself better behind the scenes. Uh And so I was like, I'm going to do film. I'm going to be behind the scenes, maybe a film director one day. And so I got plugged in immediately. And um, they had a cable TV show uh, that, you know, news, just like, you know, NBC or CBS kind of thing. And so I plugged in and I would go out and do interviews and I got to stay up all night editing. um, (laughs) And I even got to be technical director, you know, um, getting to say, okay, camera one, now camera two and fade. And it was just a blast. But in that process, um, one of the seniors, this was my freshman year, one of the seniors said, you know, Janine, you're a little too nice for this job. You're, you need to be more aggressive. And he actually said you need to be more of a – he used a, a word uh, like a witch. And I was like, oh, I, I don't think that's for me. And I prayed about it a long time and I said, I don't – if this is really – and now I was impressionable obviously – and I was not lingering with Jesus as much as I could have been. And so um, I took his words to heart and I really prayed about it and was like, maybe this isn't for me. I really love serving in the church. Um, and so I switched to Christian ministries um, after praying about it all summer. And so my sophomore year, I was a Christian ministries major. Uh. And um, I loved it. I loved, you know, getting to learn about ministry in the church. Um, but a loved one came up to me and said, you know, Right now in a church, you can have any degree and get a job at a church. But if you are want to get outside, work outside of a church, Christian Ministries isn't going to do much for you. Good but good advice, bad advice, I'm not sure. But I took it and I um, changed my major once again um, after going to uh, Royal Family Kids Camp, which was a foster care camp. 
and um, loved the foster kids. I mean, just loved it. It was such a beautiful time. Um, and so I changed to social work and uh, after graduation, went back and got my master's um, and really, really loved working in the foster care system. Mm. Um, after getting my master's, I worked in the drug court, which was really fascinating. Wow. And God, I, it was interesting when I was working in the foster care world, I definitely had compassion for the kids, but I didn't necessarily have compassion for the parents or understanding because I wasn't a mom yet in that mm. moment. And um, then I was on on the drug court side. God was so good to give me both sides because then I got to see how um, how the parents were working through their drug addiction. Mm. And I got to do individual and group therapy with them and just really walk them through that and even get to see several of them reunited with their kids. Mm. And wow. how cool was that? And yeah. so then now I had compassion for both sides. Um, and so I thought I was going to stay there forever. But um, again, different things. I became a mom and um, started doing some other things in the mom life. Um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of... The mom life. I like mom, that. <laughs> the mom life. Um, all the things that that entails. So. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned four kids, mm -hmm. two boys, two girls. And, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things when you started, you know, talking about all you've got going on, I'm like, you know, how do, how do you, how are you putting all this to get homeschooling? It, and, then, and then somehow kind of speaking and writing a book got involved there somewhere. So t t talk to me about the journey of, you know, uh, God leading you towards starting to speak more, starting mm -hmm. to, what, what did that look like for you? And, and what, for you, um, really felt like this is what God had next for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of fell into it a little bit. Um, we went through a really hard time with some friends and, um, that went to church with us. And, um, I really, it was a, I was a dark time, I would say in my walk with the Lord, because I really wrestled with him a lot. I knew that he wanted me to forgive in this moment of, um, just some nasty things that were said and they convinced other friends to believe those things. And so it was just a, a really harsh um, time. And um, I struggled to forgive. And then I sat down at Bible study that just a few months later after all this happened and the Bible study was journey to forgiveness. Mm. And I went, Lord, that's not what I want to do. But, but I know that you want, I know that I'm supposed to. I'm a I'm a rule follower. I'm a so that's good. Like I'm an obedient person, right? And I'm like, I know you want me to do this, so I'm gonna lean in. And it was the best thing I could could have done in that moment. And God brought me to a place of forgiveness. And what I realized was my joy was gone when I was not willing to forgive. And so when I talk about choices that we make, forgiveness is one of those. Mm. I could not overflow with joy while I had unforgiveness in my heart. And so when I did forgive and that process, I mean, it wasn't just overnight, boom, it happened. But that process, um, the joy returned and I went, oh, I never want this to happen again. And then God started waking me up at 3 a.m. in the morning uh, to write, which I'm not a journaler, not at all. Um, but I just started writing things down and um, someone said, hey, you should put that into a book. And then I got connected with the publisher and July 2020, my book was published wow. and um, it was a great experience. And then people started asking me like, hey, can you come speak about this at my church? And sure, I'll come. And so I've done some women's retreats now and um, just love speaking about joy and sharing the hope of Jesus. 
So uh, authoring kind of came first yes. and then speaking followed. Yes. Oh, interesting. I know. It's That's why I say I fell yeah. into it. It's not you, not the normal path. Yes. Um, at all. But. And uh, your book, Joy-Filled Soul. Yes. Um, tell us just a little bit. I mean, it, it, uh, it was obviously part of the chapel message today, too, yes. but just kind of what is the, the premise of the book? Um, and, you know, well, if, for those who pick it up, what, what might they get out of it? Yeah. I mean, um, hopefully joy, right? Um, <laughs> they got to work the, for it, though, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. The idea is that um, joy is not a choice. It's a result of our choices. And so what are the choices? Um, when you're overwhelmed, what what choices can we make? Um, they're very practical. Um, reset your focus. You know, different things in the book that are practical in those moments. Um, but when you're overwhelmed or when you're, when you're worried, um, there's a there's a chapter even called um, "My Joy Is Not for Sale," and it means it's those moments where we're like, "You're stealing my joy," and the reality is, we're really handing it over. Mm. Nobody can steal our joy. That's right. We're handing it to them, and so it's "My Joy Is Not for Sale." Like you can't have it today because my joy is my is mine. It's from Jesus. Um, things like that. Forgiveness is definitely a big part of that. Um, and how does that that path uh, work for us? surrendering to Jesus, right? And then there's a few, I would say, on the positive side of things, right? Um, the gratitude, right? Paul says to pray with thanksgiving, mm. right? And so how does gratitude increase our joy? It's kind of like a ship in a lock where, um, you know, p- the Panama Canal, right? And it goes in and then the water fills up. Yes. And it raises you up. So when we're grateful, it brings us to that. It's raising our ship, so to speak, right? And our joy level rises when we're gratitude, when we have gratitude and it goes hand in hand. And um, so things like that. And the end, we get to rejoice and we get to see the joy, see the opportunity for joy, um, as James talks about, mm. because we've looked at all of these other places in our life that are keeping the joy at bay, causing our joy to leak, so to speak, yeah, right? Yeah. And so if we have these things causing the joy to leak, Jesus will come in and mend them and some choices that we can make, like forgiveness, to mend those holes. Mm. Um, and then it overflows. And we don't have to ever search for it. We just have to go back to Jesus and he'll make it overflow. You uh, you have four kids mm-hmm. um, and learning these things ourselves and putting them into practice is difficult enough. <laughs> um, then when we try to pass them on to our kids mm. – you know, usually we have to admit, I'm not very good at this either, but here's what you should do. H- how do you, you uh, work that into just teaching your kids how to find joy amidst yeah. their own difficulties of life? Yeah. Um, you're right. I'm not very good at that all the time. And um, my kids hear I'm sorry a lot from me. Um, I try to model that first and foremost, right? Admitting um where the mistakes are on my part, and then seeing me rely on Jesus, I'm hoping that they'll know to do it themselves, mm. um, and bringing them to prayer. Um, we just had a, like two days ago, two days before I left to come here, my girls were just at odds, like completely screaming and all the Okay, things. so it's not just my kids. No. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> not at all. They were screaming, <laughs> and then they carried it outside because I was actually, we have an office in the garage, and that's where I was. So they were screaming the whole way, and I'm like, what is going on? The whole neighborhood can hear, right? And um, I pulled them into the office, and I'm like, okay, let's take a moment, and let's, you know, talk through some of the truths of Scripture, right? And remind yourself, do you love each other? No, of course not, right? They don't love each other in that moment. But um, just relying on the Holy Spirit and going, remember, like, 
we have to be allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us, not quenching him mm. like the like First Thessalonians 5:19 says, don't quench the spirit, allow him to work, take some time to breathe and then we prayed for each other. Um, we spent some time, they prayed on their own to see where the Lord was at with them, you know, and they're nine and 11. So I'm not expecting them to have, you know, this, you know, amazing, like long prayer life, but that time of just going, okay, reflecting on who is Jesus and letting him to speak and be mad. Say, I'm mad right now. Yeah. I tell that to God, tell that to God and let him bring peace. And then we have this conversation where we can see the Holy Spirit work. And it's every time my, one of my daughters, I can visibly after that moment see her like the level of her um anger and frustration it comes down and she's able to breathe it out mm. you know and um okay okay i can see it now and then i say okay now where was the miscommunication because that's always where it lies yeah, sure. right and so then they're able to now in a calm state be able to speak to each other um and it's a beautiful thing we don't always get there quickly. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I even get upset and I yell because I'm like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. Right. And then we all come together and go, okay, let's recenter. Let's linger with Jesus for a moment because he can correct our hearts and help us see my prayer for them. And they know this is that I, I want them to see each other the way God sees them. Um, not just, I want to see me how God sees me, but yeah. I want to see you how God sees you. And it really helps. Mm. When I was going, when I was struggling to forgive the, the friends as adults, right, my prayer was, God, help me see them the way you see them. Mm. Because right now I, I see betrayal. I see, you know, all these other things. I want to see them from your perspective because they are a child of God. Yeah. They were created in your image just like me. And when I did that, I was able to see they were probably hurting, Right. Out of hurt comes other things. And so it just gives us a good perspective. And I try and help my kids. I'm not perfect by any yeah. means, but yeah. that's my goal is that we can allow the Holy Spirit to work. I love that. And you, you talked about that today with uh, in chapel as well, that part of lingering with Jesus. And I like this really practical application is, you know, when you when you feel the need to call your best friend or mm -hmm. you feel the need to talk to your spouse about some difficult thing or maybe you're at work and it's, you know, go to next door to the coworker's office and close the door. Can you believe what just happened? Like before you do that, which isn't a bad thing to do, but have you first talked to God about it? Like when you have that feeling of, I need to talk to somebody, I need to t say, what? okay, talk to somebody, stop, breathe, talk to God about it first, mm -hmm. and and then you can yeah. go and, and talk to someone else. But it, it's that practice of yeah. uh, first giving God, the opportunity to deal with your feelings. Yeah. And that has absolutely come after many failures on oh, my own yeah, part, sure. right? Like I have so many times go, oh, I totally should have talked to God first about this, right? Because mm -hmm. my own, you know, frustration or explosions or all of these things, right? And it's like, oh, you know, um, I had a privilege of speaking at a women's retreat just a few weeks ago and their theme was just breathe, just pray. And I'm like, I could have used that 20 years ago over and over <laughs> again, right? Just breathe, just pray, and then move on, right? Because it's that idea of um, once that happens, I would have handled things much differently yeah, in sure. many situations. Yep. Yep. 
So uh, you are uh, planning to do more speaking and more writing. Um, so what's the best way for you know people to be able to connect with you, to find you if they're interested in learning more about the joy-filled life and the joy-filled soul? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is always a good go-to, janinelansing.com. Um, and you can connect with me there on Instagram. I love it. It's at Janine Lansing. Um, it's always a good place. I love uh, having interactions with people there, and that's where you can – I love memorizing God's word. And so um, we do a lot of that um, on Instagram together and awesome. encourage one another in the word because there's a lot of discouragement out there. Yeah. Um, so trying to bring the Lord into it. That's awesome. Well, thank you for being with us today on the podcast. Thank you for being with us in chapel and sharing your heart. Yeah, it was my privilege. My privilege. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for listening today to the Grace Story podcast. Thanks to Rick and Ryan for their work in producing this podcast. If you could do us a favor and like, comment, subscribe, or share this podcast so others can discover it, we would be so thankful. Until next time, live your best grace story today.